welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip. That's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Quack, quack, quack. Musical divas in the Philippines got the rusical treatment. So which diva was paid homage and who was sent straight to the garbage with a fucking chicken wing? It's time to discuss all things Drag Race Philippines. And joining me is everyone's favorite heartthrob with a camera, Maddie Parks. How are you? Hello, Mary Angel. I'm good, thanks. How are you? I- I'm doing well. Now, uh, listeners, you-, you don't know, but before we uh, started recording, Maddie was just watching um, a television series about his people. The elves. Oh my god, the elves! <laughs> it's so good. Um, Honestly, I'm so glad they've got a new season of Lord of the Rings. So happy about it. I, I have heard a lot of mixed reviews on it. Some people saying it's a waste of the Lord of the Rings lore. Um, some people say it's beautiful cinematography, and that's about it. Um, I did see something today saying they compromised Lord of the Rings for diversity, and I was like, that's a hot take. Okay, my God. Okay. Wow, they're really going in on that. Yeah, um, but I'm going to watch it today, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, I did just decide to do the 11-hour um, uh, extended edition rewatch. Oh, um, so there's a it. lot of walking and strolling yep. and moving. And and there's a lot of points where you're thinking, this could have been skipped and been done so much easier than it needed to be. Um, but as the honest trailers say, it's a beautiful video of uh, tourism for um, New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand. <laughs> but here we are talking about Drag Race Philippines. Before we get there, we have Drag News of the Week. It is official. Drag Race UK 4 premieres September 22nd. Um, oh, wow. I know you are super excited. I cannot wait for this season in particular. It's going to be... It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a really good one. The girls on it have worked their asses off, and I can't wait. It feels like we're slowly following the trajectory of the U.S. Um, franchise, where season four is going to really ignite everything. And then they're going to be like, hey, let's do an all-star season. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like The rumors that are coming with season four are... It's, I'm, I think it's going to be as big if not bigger than season two which is a statement to say but we shall see now we don't know the contestants yet we'll get them this week who are you excited for when it comes to the judges oh i think uh, for me fk Drake being on it is insane like that was a jaw drop like i want to see the lip thing i want to see what's performed and i want to see who's lip syncing in front of someone like fk twigs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i really hope a poll is involved i'm excited um 
we have some some legends of the UK. Um, Joanna Lumley. Oh, this, oh God, that's so good. <laughs> um, will we get an Ab Fab parody? Oh, I am not saying a word. Actually, there may hey. be something in the works of that. Something ooh. to do with Ab Fab. I mean, if you're going to bring her on, you might as well Ab Fab it up. Um, obviously, there are uh, there's a Spice Girl. Um, there's a Karma yep. Chameleon. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> and there's an Ollie Alexander. And there's an Ollie. Um, so yeah, the gays are gonna be happy. Oh god, yeah, it's gonna be so good. I think we've all been waiting for it. Feels like it's been a millennium since season three, even though it wasn't that long ago. My prediction that Adele was gonna be there was clearly wrong. Um, I was very disappointed. Uh, because she was in town when they started filming, because she was at Cheryl's elimination episode. Yeah. Um, oh my god! The, yeah. The club. I thought that's why she, I was like, oh my god, there's a timing putting it all out. Alan Carr, get your best friend there. Apparently not. It's fine. It's okay. Oh, that time. All right. Draggers Philippines. Four episodes in. How are you feeling? I am so obsessed with this series. I think this is without a doubt one of the best drag race franchises that has been made so far it's such a breath of fresh air it is have you ever been to the philippines i know you're a world-class traveler so <laughs> no i now really want to go i really want to see these girls perform. i want to go to the bars i want to see what they can do like if it's anything like what they're, show- they're doing on this show i mean i want to go asap yeah it looks incredible um any favorites Oh, Marina, 100%. Mm-hmm. I love Eva Queen. Yep. Um, oh, um, Minty as well. Okay. Absolutely okay. love them. I think they're probably my, th- I love, I love Turin as well. And to be honest with you, I don't think there is, uh, okay. There's only there one is one person, Silhouette, Silhouette. Everyone hates Silhouette. Yeah, I really don't care about, I'm sorry. Oh, she, she, she did it to herself. She did it yeah. to herself. Yeah, she's probably my least out of all of them. Yeah. Well, let's let's dive into this episode. Um, it is time to find a new kangaroo, but first, Silhouette needs to complain about the night being too much. Oi, 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 girl. Lady Morgana is sad to lose Gigi as she was her only Bisaya friend in the workroom, and they had many heart-to-hearts, none of which made it to air. Apparently, Silhouette misses cleaning more than Gigi. If that is the case, girl, I will hire you to clean me clean my house all the time. Like, I hate cleaning. I hate it. Honestly. Do you like cleaning? No. Who likes cleaning? Because, well, suddenly I have to because now I have to pretend to be this thing called an adult, but... Right. It's so not fun. Well, it's time for the couches of it all. Silhouette is feeling bittersweet. She didn't want Gigi to leave and would have picked herself to leave. But she doesn't want to disappoint or send out the wrong message of preaching. Okay. Mm, yeah. She says she's a mother of many and wants to be sure that she shows it, she's not, it's not her leaving or her breakdown. And of course, we're going to get an untucked exclusive showing how pissed off Silhouette is that the production has dragged out her past. But girl, you did sign up for it. I was going to say, they will drag out any tear-jerking story possible just for the TV. Right? And and I know, I think I mentioned it last week on the podcast, but I'm fairly certain if they're going to post a photo or do anything, you have to sign off on it first. Like you oh, send God, them yeah. the photos. So why yeah, is she upset? It's one of those things where it's kind of like, I th- I've never, I don't understand why it's like, you've literally signed up to the show, you signed the contract. Why are you right. So weird. Well, Turing, the voice of hope and optimism, tells Silhouette that 
she did do well on stage with her gown. Great. Cool. So yeah. how is Precious? She's very emotional and feels like she carried her group to the bottom. She feels like she failed the four of them in her group and she will make it up to them and never will do it again. And I was like, how are you going to make that up? You're not going to be in a group with them ever again. You can't make it up no. to them unless you leave. No. Bitch, you're the front runner. Yeah, I didn't really get that one that much. I was like, okay. Um, but she was ready to motherfucking lip sync. She had the boots. Oh my God, the boots. Minty is anxious about Silhouette quitting. She asks her not to quit and she um, poses and promises that she won't. It was just a moment of breakdown. This alliance is something, ain't it? The two of them. Mm. It's an interesting one. I didn't think I'd see an alliance happen because all of them seem like they're such like good little sisters together. My, everyone seems a bit singular as well. My prediction... Obviously, we, we know only bits and pieces of the drama between Silhouette and Marina. Mm. I think there are there's some potential slight emotions evolved on the part of Silhouette toward Marina. And I think that's why maybe it's hitting a little harder. Just a prediction. Mm. I would be curious if they actually do go back into it and actually explain what's been happening between the two of them. Literally. It's all very in the air. Yeah. That's the hard part about being outsiders to... Uh, something that's very much inside. Mm, especially when all of them know each other, which is the first. Half the cast is from one bar. Exactly. Like, Crazy. they all know each other very well. Well, it is a new week, and this time we hear Precious Pollock and Nicole say it. And of course, we know usually this is the kiss of, kiss of death spot, but sometimes it's the winner baby spot. Uh, and editors, spoiler, you did it. Good job. Tis the latter. <sighs> She was sad to be the bottom, but she's determined to get a Rue badge. Uh, do you have a Rue badge? I actually don't. And I'm really annoyed that I don't because I think at this point I deserve it. <laughs> yeah. I think I need to get the Philippines Rue badge. It looks very cool. I like it. I like that they pay homage. I like to that the they've introduced it. Yeah. I like that they've, uh, they've got it included, but God, I wish the UK would do it and actually slam some money on top of it as well. Oh, that's the BBC's fault. Can't blame RuPaul on that one. Thanks, BBC. Um, yeah, it's crazy to think, oh my God, these are so cool, Rue badges. We know their objective. They knew they were going to sell them the second they announced them. Oh God, yeah, 100%. You can go on Wish or AliExpress and you can find it real fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Turing is sporting her Rue badge and is ready for the challenge to get a new one. And Brigadine is happy that she was a leader and led her team to victory, but... She has to prove something more this week. Now, Silhouette will ask the table if they expected Drag Race to be this difficult. Turing will say that she knew it was hard and competitive, but it's different once they're there. Something we hear all the queens say all the time. And Lady Morgana will say that her weakness is getting ready fast, which Venus says, well, your face in 20 minutes is the most fabulous it's ever been. She's shady. I love it. I like it. I like that from this entire season, even from to like the critiques, the girls are cutthroat. They are. But like in a very good way, but all of the girls can take it. They can. Um, Venus will joke that she should get ready fast so she can help them all. And Morgana will say that she is there to help as she's an experienced wardrobe master in Deval. Um, um, but does she do laundry? That, that's apparently where the line was drawn. <laughs> Uh, have you ever assisted a drag queen as they got ready? Is there enough money in the world that would allow you to really assist a drag queen and all their neuroses? Yes, I have. I have quite a few times, actually. Isn't um, it terrible and miserable? And you're like, shut up! Do what I say! Sometimes it's a case of just 
being like, okay, try and keep them as calm as possible. There was one incident many years ago with a girl from Drag Race that I will not say, um, and she was very, very angry when she got off stage, and I had to be the one to go help her get out of the outfit. Honestly, she didn't even say a word at me. She just looked at me cold, dead in the eyes, and I was like, let's go unzip your dress a second. Oh, no. Listen, I have been around them there is a reason why one of my rules is i will not assist one of my friends because it will no. not end up well um and i'm you will and, get something and, thrown at you exactly so i'm glad i have those boundaries set with my friends <laughs> now marina will remind them that nothing prepares you for drag race unless you enroll in block socks drag you um i will get you ready for your moment on the runway oh my gosh <laughs> The alarm sounds as Rue preps them with a teaser about singing divas and Mama Pow arrives and she is so wild, so animal with that cheetah print pant. Honestly, Mama Pow, every episode just looks so good. Even from the runway to working, like walking into the workroom, I appreciate that she always wears a boot and it's a heel. I feel like you and Mama Pow have like a similar style aesthetic where you're always going to just go for it. Oh God, yeah. I love it. I think it's so nice. Honestly. All right. Well, for this week's mini challenge, Mama Pow will help them throw back to a time when they were little gay kids and they will play as the caption says 1020 jumping LGBT. Sadly, I could not find the reference post on Reddit this week. So we're going into this episode completely blind. Um, uh, Whoever's doing the Reddit references, please go back. I need them desperately. (laughs) Um, but Mama Pal will also call it Chinese Garter, which is a jumping game where you have to jump over a strip of fabric. Have you ever experienced this game before? So when they did it, I kind of thought like, oh, it's kind of like, um, oh, what's it called? Like long jump, I think it's called. When they have like the bar and yeah. they flip over it on your yeah. back. That's mm-hmm. what I thought they were going to do. But then I thought the guy was doing a cartwheel over it and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, so they're going to have to group themselves in three Marias. Um, we have Marina, Minty, and Silhouette, which is a wild pairing. Um, we have the Divine Divas, a.k.a. Brigadine, Venus, and Precious. And finally, we have the Leftovers, Turing, Eva, and Morgana. Uh, Marina knows that she's the drama of the season. And while Silhouette feels meh about this group, Minty is like, we can ditch our past. <laughs> I'm still waiting to find out about the guy that Minty and Marina were fighting over. They're brushing over the drama too much. I want to actually know the full in-depth detail of it. Like I, like I said about this first season of Drag Race España, Sagittaria was brilliant, and so was Dovima about teasing this little uh, fight they had about a boy and never addressing it. That's how they got so far. It's true. Leaves you wanting more. Good TV. Mm-hmm. Now, Mama Pow asked them to get into, as the caption says, twinkling youngling looks. Um, so there's a character, Marvel character, Hulkling. Um, I think for you, you're going to be called Twinkling now. You can be a superhero named Twinkling. My new nickname. There it is. <laughs> now we're going to see Precious reveal that her mom is from Korea and thus she is paying homage with her Squid Game inspired outfit. Terrifying. Iconic. Amazing. Before she even said it when she was getting ready, I remember just being like, is she referencing Squid Game? She sure is. Uh, We're going to watch Marina play fight with Eva, who is apparently 16 and pregnant in her look. 
And Lady Morgana is an auntie disguised as a child. Like, this is 21 Jump Street realness. Morgana will say that the outfit was intended for the runway, but I was like, that would have been a boot. That's a terrible runway. What, what, what runway are you going to do that for? Yeah, no, that was not the one. Even I was kind of like, oh. All right, so Mama Pal returns. It's time for Chinese Garter, and of course, the pit crew is our play dates, and they were very sexy men. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Absolutely stunning. Um, like we discussed, they have to jump over the fabric. If they cannot and miss the mark, they are out, and the team with the most teammates wins. Okay, first round, cute. Everyone does a cute little character. Um, they little they do a little jump. It's a little fun. Um, also please note that they're all wearing sneakers. They're safety first in this house. Um, we're gonna see Brigadine Venus and Precious call themselves the Demure Girls, and they don't care if you don't think their eyebrows are on fleek. Um, when mama pal's questioning morgana's look uh she says that just like it's just how she does it in her subdivision um and she also Mm. brought with her her three little dolls aka prince Gigi and corazon Uh, we love a throwback (laughs) all 12 are back in the room (laughs) round two the fabric's a little higher uh when marina goes i was like okay she's got hops silhouette no Mm -hmm. chance understandable minty fails um not shocking and then we suddenly have Brigadine, and she's going to introduce a new strategy here to the strangers watching this game. She's going to cartwheel over the rope. And I was like, how in the physics does Insane. this work? I how in like, the physics oh does this God. work? I didn't, so I need to know the context of this game because I thought the bar was completely solid. And as soon as I saw it go down, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's a piece of fabric. Um, and as the levels keep going higher and higher, we're getting more cartwheels. We're getting backflips. I was blown away. I would fail at this. How would you do? Um, I would. Oh God, I'd break something. There's no crash mat underneath me. I, would I do feel a flop and die on the floor. I, I feel like you would do a Jinx Monsoon cartwheel. <laughs> That's that quite accurate. <laughs> Following my aunt's footsteps. <laughs> it was just kind of. Um, shocking to see how all of them all of them can do a fucking cartwheel they bendy bitches there is nothing that these girls can't do no they're they're making beverly kills and queen kong look bad oh god i can't wait to talk about that lip sync i can't wait i can't wait that was that was bad um it's got this ribbon's gonna get so high that even morgana cannot even catch the ribbon with her feet um, and then she's going to ask to replay it and she just keeps on going. The filming of this show must take like five hours longer than a regular episode. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, from the blooming critiques when they're like talking, the only thing about the editing they need to cut down on is like, they're including this full dialogue and it's like, cut it down. Yeah. Cut this down. This was a really wild challenge, but it was a fun way to learn about their culture. So that's why mm. I really, really appreciated it because the international seasons we're learning as we're understanding their perspective of drag. So more of this, um, but oh, Paul, don't do this on the American season. Cause we do not want to share our culture. Please, please. We, everyone already. That's culture? Yeah. Literally, uh, literally one of the challenges would be a hot dog eating contest. I'd watch that. <gasps> It'd be like that challenge from season two when they were like chicken or what? Yeah. Now yeah. that is American culture. So we have a tie between the Divine Divas and the Leftovers, but with only one mother to win, Eva's the winner just 
because she get needs money. I don't know. It means I don't even know. Twenty thousand pesos win. for her. Um, I wish I could win money for doing stupid shit. What am I doing <laughs> wrong, Maddie? I don't know. I'm asking myself this exact question. All right. This week's Maxi Challenge. Mama Pal shares that there won't be just one diva. There will be nine as the divas will be performing back to 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 back in the Lipstick Extravaganza, OPM Divas the Rusical. Now, for those who don't know, OPM stands for the Original Filipino Music. Did you know this prior to this challenge? Absolutely not. I had no idea. I was. It's annoying because like there are so many references that I really wish I knew. Like they're great and they're so funny to watch, but I'm like, God, I really wish I knew this way more in depth. Yeah, um, I thought maybe perhaps you would know it because uh, you you love Asian uh, infused music so I much, do. so much. I really do. I have been, and especially after episode two when um, Pop Pop Off came out, I was like, this has been a repeat every day since that episode. Yeah. So, yes, Queens, it's another performance challenge right after your girl group. Uh, Eva has never done theater. She's never done a musical. Um, but she's like, yeah, let's see. Let's see what happens. Each one will be assigned a Filipino diva and have to channel their looks, their mannerisms, and their nuances. They will be lip syncing popular Filipino nursery rhymes and folk songs styled like the diva they're assigned to. Um, thank God it wasn't RuPaul songs. That, that was my only um, blessing here. Uh, exactly. This was funny. And rather than cause drama, and it's very likely that they had their divas pre-selected prior to arrival or the production team had these looks together for them fast, but Mama Pal will assign the roles. Um, I The reason why I think they probably picked them prior to arriving was kind of like All Stars 2 for the um, History of the World Challenge where they all had um, uh, a woman from history pre-selected probably to get yeah. in there. Um, Though we're going to hear some conversations where you're like, wait, maybe they didn't because some so, some people are, are confusing here. But hmm. let's go through them. We're going to discuss them as we go. But I am proud of myself because I knew one of them. Which one did you know? We'll get there. We'll get there. And you should have known her too, but well, fine. <laughs> Eva Queen will be Jolina Maganal, who is a 90s icon considered the Britney Spears of the Philippines. Brigadine will be Jaya, who is a Filipino soul singer. Venus Deluxe is assigned Jaja Padilla, a singer and actress. Silhouette will be Madame Palita Corrales, who is dubbed Asia's Queen of Songs and looks like she's going to fall over. Minty Fresh will be Moira De La Torre, who is a singer-songwriter who is probably like their Taylor Swift as she's just really low-key. Yeah. Ring is assigned Atishawi, who is um, a singer and an actress and impersonator. Marina Summers is Sarah Geronimo, who we will know from a previous lip sync earlier this season, and she's a pop star royalty. Lady Morgana is Leia Salonga, and I knew that Broadway diva. I knew her. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay and yeah, no, Precious will be Regine Velasquez, one of the most influential people in Filipino pop culture. The girls are set off, and uh, first we learn that Precious has been impersonating Regine for eight years. Rigged? I think so. Regamore. Um, when you're good at something, of course the show's gonna want to highlight that, right? Oh yeah. I mean, every snatch game when Rue's like, "Oh, you should definitely do this. You've done this before. I've heard, aka, I fully know you do this. Put this on TV." 
We're going to, well, except for Scarlet Harlot. She had never done Macaulay Culkin. She pulled that one off out of her ass. Good for her. <laughs> uh, we're going to see a photo of Precious and Regine, as she tells us that she is the reason why she survived the pandemic. She was able to perform as her and get tips and appreciation from a lot of viewers. Venus is just not feeling Mr. Jaja Padilla, though. She'd prefer to do Regine and win with her. She has done a Regine a number of times while she can't even remember what Jaja looks like. So she's praying that production will give her a photo. Could you imagine if they didn't? They're like, remember who they are. Yeah. I'd hate that. I would probably be like, okay, no, I need a reference. Someone just, just give me anything. Literally. Um, Venus is going to visit her friend Precious and be like, can I have Regine? And Precious is like, I'm going to va- uh, value what like the importance of our friendship is first. Because uh, I want to win. In this moment, though, we're also going to learn that Precious is apparently Venus's drag mother. Yeah. Did, did, did you see that coming? Gloss right over that one. Uh, yeah. She's like, Mommy, give it to me. No, that's not how it works. No. Venus will theory. even offer some money to Precious. And she's like, if I win and get the crown. And I was like, okay, Alaska. I see what we're doing. Oh, God. That. I mean, it worked because it happened. <laughs> it's true. Precious will say that part of her reasoning to keep Regine is RuPaul has never seen her do Regine. And I hate to break it to you, kid, but she still won't. Like, the bitch will not be watching Drag Race Philippines. Which is sad, because this, re- this is one to watch. Really good. It really is. Also, Precious directly addressing the camera in confessional. Very funny. I like her a lot. I really like Precious. I think she's very talented. And this episode in particular, I think we saw the most amount of personality. Absolutely. Um, Mama Pow is here to see how the girls are doing. Um, how do you feel about these more casual group checkings um, as opposed to like the host going to the table and talking to one girl at a time? I think it's more like, I think the conversations flow a lot easier this series as well. Cause it's like, it is literally, as you say, it's way more casual. It's not as kind of intense. It will always be a case of when Ben de la Creme was like, um, what people don't realize is it really is a race. Like you're gluing on a lash, sticking on a heel, and then someone's asking you, tell us about the time your mom died. It's like- Literally. Um, yeah, I, it's also possible that this workroom on set is so fucking small that they couldn't even film it that way. So- Oh yeah. Um, there's no room in that space. No. I mean, it was like the um, Drag Race France photo that leaked where it was like, workroom is right next to the space. Insane. Um, first, Mama Pal is going to vi- visit Silhouette, Turing, Morgana, and Precious first. And Morgana has never tried impersonating Leia Salonga. She doesn't have her nuances because, well, she doesn't know what the word nuances means. Um, the girls are going to crap up, crack up. And listen, it's just a, it's a hard word in English anyway, so I understand. I was about to say, I, I totally agree with her on that. Morgana has to learn how to perform in a theatrical way, and Mama Pal will suggest exaggerating her characterization. Tarang may not be a fan of Atishawi, but her mom is a Sharonian. Uh, she's just worried if her impersonation will be disrespectful. She knows there is a borderline between impersonation, caricature, and mockery, something that a lot of Snatch Game contestants just don't know how to do. True. Yeah. Now over with Marina, we will find out it is her first time doing Saraji. She has to be possessed by her. She is worried about standing out from the group because she has to dance again and she's worried the judges will want something else or different from her. I mean, at this point, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. If you're doing good, she, don't worry about it. She's doing very well. 
Venus Selects apparently has the mouth for Jaja. It suits her. And while she would still like to do Regine, she's read the script and she will stick with Jaja. She can do this. Now, before Mama Pal leaves, she's got a quick announcement. She will leave them with the news that they'll be working with their resident choreographer, Douglas Nieres. Um, this man is something. They teased us when they said they didn't want to get yelled at. Now, I don't know who he is off the show, but I will go cry in a corner. Oh, God, yeah, 100%. Intense. Intense. Do you think he's a mo? Oh yeah, hundred percent, surely. My my thought was maybe he wasn't, so he doesn't know how homosexuals act <sighs> and how we're all over dramatic. <laughs> Just the intensity. I was a bit like, oh my god, I don't know yeah. how everyone's standing here so like casually. The, the runway theme is going to be revealed as pearls, 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 and we're going to have a lot to talk about there. Uh, and Pal leaves and she's like, wait, 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 there's one more thing. The guest judge is none other than Regina Velasquez. The scream that went through that room. And Precious is like, I've got these bitches. Like my nuts dropped into my, my, my eyes dropped into my nuts, as the caption said. But like, riggery? Come on. Come on. I, thought, I did think that. I was like, okay, interesting game we're playing here now. Yeah. And Venus is like, wait, 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 can I have Regine now? Please, she's gonna be there. I'll, let me do it. <sighs> Let's hit the main stage to see the queens walk in. And I kid you not, the name tags that they were forced to wear. Why? Why? Why was this a thing? Is it that confusing? Clearly, honestly, I think it was for everyone to understand who the heck everyone was. It was like, and it wasn't just like a little thing. Like it was half their chest. Hmm. Sir Douglas Nieres has apparently put the fear of God, a.k.a. RuPaul, in them, as they all know how he works. They're going to start with the opening number and then do the individual numbers. And while he is a little more subdued compared to the other choreographers we've seen on Drag Race, this man is no bullshit. Oh, no. This is literally 100% or nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. The steps are difficult. And even for the non-dancers, this dance is hard. And he's like a drill sergeant. He gets so irate when they miss their cues that he's, they're like, please don't scold me. I don't, I'll do it better next time. Um, but he must be doing something well if he's um, that famous. Honestly, I'm watching this season and I'm thinking, are the girls getting it too easy on the other seasons? Is this, is this how it it's should possible. be? He's going to get mad at Silhouette. And I'm like, wait, actually, no, break that bitch down. She deserves it. She needs it right now. Meanwhile, Brigadine is like, I hope they fail so they can occupy the bottom. I love the mischievousness out of her. I like the little like sneaky comments that come from her. I'm just like, yeah. She is like very sweet and innocent looking, and then she opens her mouth and she's so shady. I think they're all like that though. Yeah. I don't think they've got a nice little attitude to it until something goes wrong or they see someone slip up there like, oh sorry. Now Sir Douglas wants a hammer. What do you think he's going to do with said hammer? I think it was a threat. I mean, it's time for a horror version of Drag Race, right? Oh, uh, wait, isn't that uh, Dracula? Ah, there it is. <laughs> Marina is hoping another performance challenge will solidify her place in the competition, and Silhouette is going to give a shout out to one of my favorite drag queens in Boston, Patty Beret. Ooh. I need to love I need Patty Beret. We love her. A new day has arrived, and they're all eager for drinks, as am I all the time. What's what uh, your drink of choice? Oh, depends on the occasion. But always, I will never say no to a gin and tonic. Is that what never. you do at the at the clubs for drag shows? 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> to get through. <laughs> <laughs> well, they all struggled with rehearsal, and when Turing, the dancer, says it was intense, you know it was a lot. She said she tried to focus, but also didn't want to get scolded. Precious, though, was manifesting that Regine would be a guest judge, and now she's finally here. She's excited. To be fair, I feel like the queens nowadays, when they get the song list for lip syncs, chances are two or three of those songs are going to relate to a guest judge that's going to be there. Yeah. So she probably saw, oh, Regine Velasquez is a lip sync song. She's probably going to be the one to show up. Hmm. Yeah, no, that is actually true. They've teased that before, but the weirdest ones were when there is a guest judge and like they don't do the music on the season it's, and it's not them like, so weird why? i i bet every single time they have a lady gaga song they're like hey she's gonna be this time no no girls one one and done yeah, she's not coming back she, she's, she, coming she's back. been and done now she ain't coming back though everyone down in australia is like kylie and they're like no she's not oh, coming never back. happening two kylie's in two kylie's in one year this year i know However, the well, edit was weird for the song. They cut out some good bits. And I was like, it was. okay. Well, technically one was Ollie plus um, Kylie, yeah. but that's okay. Um, remember how we discussed earlier about the queens and the photos? Well, they got their reference photos as we get Precious holding up Regine's photo. So everyone, everyone got their piece of paper. <laughs> Precious says that if you're an impersonator, you reach your peak when you meet your person that you're impersonating. Um, have you ever met Legolas? God, if only. That's <laughs> who I cosplay on the daily. That really is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's time to get ready and prepare. And they know they have a lot of makeup to do to get into the, their divas. And Eva's going to bring up the discussion of how drag in the Philippines has a tendency to focus on female impersonation. She shares a story of how she was a door person at Nectar one night and people would enter and ask who she was trying to be. She says, the door bitch. She asked the question of whether you equate a good drag queen to their impersonation skills. Obviously, here in the U.S., that's not really a thing as much anymore. It's only part of the drag gig. What is it like in the U.K. when it comes to impersonation? It's less common. I think it's quite similar in the sense of the U.S. Like, they don't, no one really does, like, impersonations as much. Even when they're doing, if a song's dedicated to, like, one person that's got, um vocab in there as well and they're doing spoken word in it and it's just kind of like no one really does it that much yeah it, it's kind of an art form that's kind of died down a little bit because of drag race yeah it was interesting to see it in the philippines as well when um but when i was in thailand about a month ago we saw a lot of thai drag um in Phuket and a lot of them do actually do really focus on the impersonation especially Celine Dion interesting oh we love Celine Dion here they know the words better than most girls I've seen I will say that (laughs) Marina says that people have to know what drag queens do and that they don't impersonate other people she says that drag isn't as widespread there in the Philippines but impersonation is the easiest form of drag entertainment to understand it's either stand-up, which I also found shocking, or impersonation. Um, yeah. I was like, okay, let's do a comedy challenge. Let's see if these bitches are funny. I, I can see that happening on this season. It'll probably happen. And in another transition that made zero sense, we're going to have it over to Lady Morgana asking Turing about what song defines her life. Is this bitch listening to my interviews? That's a question I ask. 
what the heck? Tring will say, I'm here from the color purple. I live for that answer. Very good. The lyrics are quite profound. Uh, for Magana, mm. as a performer, she says in English, once I was loved by Mom Celeste Lagospi. What is the song that defines you, Maddie Parks? Cartoons, Witch Doctor, because it makes absolutely no sense. Like you. And it's so irritating. It gets stuck in your head repeatedly. Me. There it is. Um, <laughs> mine is probably not a shocker to people who really, really know me. But my the song that defines me is Grace Kelly by Mika. Oh, I love that. Why? It's my jam. Yeah. It defined who I was. It made me who I am. Because like when I was listening to Mika when he first came out, I was like slowly dis- discovering who I was. And like I had a love for a queen. So we make reference to Freddie Mercury as like, I get you. It makes sense now. You're just trying to be who you are and people are trying to tell you who you are. I get it. Um, the first time I saw Mika perform Grace Kelly, I cried. Oh, I love that. And it was at a morning show when he was doing a concert. And guess what? I was front row. So guess where the camera was? <laughs> on you. Thank God it didn't make it to air. But yeah, there was a camera on me sobbing to Grace Kelly. <laughs> Have you ever seen Mika live? No, I haven't actually. I'm annoyed by that. I love Mika. I love Mika. Uh, Mika was very good at Eurovision this year. Yes, agreed. Strong um, agree. Where, where, where do you think Eurovision is going to land? What, what city in the UK? Oh, it's a huge debate, but all I know, I couldn't tell last what city it is. I am going to be there one million percent. I want to go. I want to go. So I if, can't if wait. where, where would you prefer? Which, which of the cities would you like to visit at least? Um, we were actually talking about this last night, ironically. Um, I would probably say I, I would love it to be in like Cardiff. I haven't been to Liverpool in quite a while. I'd, I'd love it to be in Scotland. I love a good mm-hmm. trip up north. Um, but I think it might, I think the, I think it's probably going to be between either Birmingham, Cardiff or Manchester, maybe. I think but it's going to be Manchester. I also kind of hope it's not. Everything's in bloody Manchester at this point. Yeah. Once somewhere else. Well, their faces are on. How do they look? Venus thinks Morgana really um, has been assigned a really difficult character because she doesn't know the first thing that comes to mind when you say Leah Salonga. Well, that's easy for me because I would say Miss Saigon, Les Miserables, Boulan. Shall I continue? No? Okay, thank you. Next <laughs> we see Morgana with a poor little pony- ponytail. And I'm actually like, Okay, that could be Kim from Miss Saigon. You're, you're, you're doing good, sweetie. I can understand it. Minty thinks that Morgana is having a problem with the look because she doesn't think she has the right wig for um, Leia Salonga. I think it's fair that my lens of who Leia Salonga is very different from theirs. Um, <clears throat> I know her through the, her connection through theater. So that's why I would go closer to that. But obviously Leia Salonga in the Philippines has a little more than just being like the quintessential Broadway West End star. Yeah. You're going from two different reference points. Right. Precious is worried about the other girls. She wants to help them as impersonation is her forte, but she's like, I want to win, Hanny. No, I'm not going to help you. Throw the Minty thinks, let them roll. Minty thinks Precious is under a lot of pressure having to perform in front of Regine. And as Venus says, if she messes up, she's carrying that for life. If you had to do an impersonation of someone would you be able to do it in front of them? Oh, absolutely not. No. The amount of pressure that would come for, like, you would have to live for the rest of your life being like, 
I've just offended them and done them so dirty. Mm-hmm. And they watched me do it. Remember when Trixie Mattel did that to RuPaul? Oh, right. no, the internet did that to Trixie. <laughs> no one should have told her that was funny because that was awful. So bad. So, so, so bad. Well, it is main stage time and Mama Pow is looking dynamite in teal. I l- love that fascinator. I will take one because teal is my color. Um, and I can I also tell got... that you like like the color teal um, with your uh, yeah. curtain right there. I absolutely, a, honestly. It's so a beautiful, beautiful, soothing color. It is. My favorite color is blues. So anything like teals, blues, absolutely. Fully here for it. This week, we have Khaled uh, Karen, who is doing her best Ariana look. Um, very good, yeah. very good. Spot on. Jiggly Caliente. Jiggly, Jiggly Caliente is doing her best Jiggly look. Um, John Santos, who is apparently the controversial chameleon and Philippines' best impersonator, he does seem like he would be problematic. Yeah. There was a bad, he, there was a bit, yeah. He seems like someone who just says things and then you're like, okay, no, you probably shouldn't have said that, but you're, you're, you're you. He seems very much like Barry Humphreys. Yeah. Good a little bit, a little bit. Um, and of course, we have Regine Velasquez, Asia Songbird. Do we know where Regine Velasquez like compares to? Like, is she the way I've got it? Is she's probably like a Mariah Whitney type? That's what I was kind of gathering. Like, she seems huge. Yeah. And she's also got the attitude kind of like of a Mariah where she's kind of just sat there, like, yeah, right now I'm really good. Yeah. Um, She's very much uh, in love with the LGBTQ community, but one thing I learned on her Wikipedia page is she's a born again Christian. Oh shit! Yeah, didn't see that one coming. Interesting mix of loving the uh-huh. queer community and the okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I would love um, to learn more about her because very fascinating, very fascinating. Great voice. Interesting. All right, let's begin with our Maxi Challenge, the OPM Divas, the Rusical. Let's be honest. This may not have entirely been intended for a non-Filipino audience, but I was very entertained. These bitches can put on a show. I literally the exact same. I was watching it and I was thinking, I'm so annoyed. I don't know any of these people, but what I can tell you right now is I am wetting myself laughing. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even tell if someone like I couldn't even tell if someone was doing wrong, if someone was doing great. I was loving it. The opening number, very campy. Loved it. Um, Marina was the focus in the front, and Minty and Morgana were struggling hardcore with the choreo. Um, yeah. Also, what was struggling was the camera. Like, they got that soft season one filter in that clump moment. <sighs> Beautiful camera shot that was so blurred. I was so upset. I don't know how they got it wrong. It was the season one filter. It was so bad, because like that was like, I was like, oh my god, that's the image I want to use for my background. And then I was like, no, it's not my computer messing up. It's bad. They really fucked it, it, it up. It is bad. We will start with Silhouette as Asia's Queen of Songs, Polita Carales. Um, she has done an excellent transformation. Very well done. Um, her song is about fishing in the ocean. And I was like, that's camp. Catch the mud skipper, Polita, and let me drink that coconut wine. I thought the subtitles were wrong. <laughs> I was like, nope. taking the mix? Nope, nope, nope. That, they, they, that, this is a folk song, I guess. Um, we have the one and only megastar, Miss Sharon Cuente, a.k.a. Turing. And I have to say that she was committed. They all laughed at her mannerisms and such. 
Um, her look was very pedestrian, but um, apparently that's who she is. I thought she was really funny because yeah. I, I, again, I was basing a lot of like the critiques of kind of like, oh, she might be in the bottom, oh, she's in the top by the judges' reactions, and Tarin was it. just getting loved. Now, the thing I believe is Turing is a dancer, and this was not what this number was. It was campy and silly. It just didn't really go much of anywhere aside from her like waving and taking her jewels off and missing the lip sync a little bit. Yeah, I thought it was just more about kind of like attitude to it. And I guess she was trying to sell like a personality side to it. Yeah. But it just didn't translate as high. Because then you have the Miss, uh, the divine diva, Miss Zaza Spadia, and Venus was fucking hilarious. Like that lip action. Um, she must be very good with those things. Honestly, that had me cackling. And the fans. It was so good. The, the, the fucking fans. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> really made the performance what it was. And I wanted to know more about her and her cock. Because that was what the song Oh my about. God. We all do, trust me. Broadway and West End star Leia Salonga, she walked out and Cal Karen and Jiggly were cracking up. Why? Because the music was very, very much in line with the song Reflection from Mulan. Morgana was just giving you this fully like optimistic, really beautiful person. I thought it was funny. It just didn't go anywhere. If she picked this look and everything on her own, that's on her. But she had a fucking mirror and she could have done a Mulan reference with the look. Because, literally, yeah, Reflection she- is right there. It could have just been taken that step further instead. It just kind of remained a bit of a flat note. So I want to know who do we blame? Do we blame Morgana? Do we blame Douglas? Do we blame the show? Where? Who came up with this bit? I think it should, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's kind of like, I think it should almost be towards the person doing it. Because it's like, they're the ones who could be like, let me take it a step further. Let me take control of her. Especially if she knew she was doing Leia Salonga before she got to the show. Exactly. Then she had the time to be like, okay, yeah, I can do this. It's now the soul of Diva Jaya. And uh, wow, Brigadin came to life. I thought she did very well planting that rice. Um, she made the lyrics into comedy bits. I enjoyed her. She went for it. I liked it. I thought, I liked the, like, I liked the performance side of it. But they, I don't know, obviously, I'm not 100% sure of who the reference obviously is to or if it was an outfit that was spot on to it. But I think the outfit for me was probably one of my least favorites. Yeah. It was a very sort of just like, this is literally a piece of fabric. as a bodysuit. <laughs> yeah. Dang. It's the queen of Pinoy pop culture, Jolina Maganagal. And this was great performance for Eva. Um, I thought she stepped out of her shell and sold it. I was very entertained. I thought it was brilliant. I was, it was bro. It was nice to see her come to life a lot more as well. Yeah, it was poppy goodness. I couldn't tell you what the song was actually about, aside from the prices of things at the market. But I was living as much as Eva was. It was so good. Um, we got pop royalty, Sarah Geronimo, and Marina was a pop star, but like it was just Marina. That being said, what the look was was a literal replica. If you go to her music video, this is what she wore. It was spot on. Yeah. So good. So, so, so good. We have this generation's emo diva, Moira. Uh, wow, Minty put herself to sleep, and I was like, this is a sign of the performance. This could have been hilarious if she knew how to act, but like Regine's face, it was too cringe. It was the most, for me, it was the most forgettable without fail. It was just very like, 
flat. Also, lip sync was a bit off. Yeah. Finally, the one, the only Asian songbird, Regine Velasquez. And again, tell me this was not set up. Precious Paul Nicole is a fucking superstar. She did outstanding. I thought the real Regine was going to literally cry in this edition of like, this is your life. Um, it was a mirror on the drag race stage. That was high drag. That was expression, personality, high energy, and pure campery. It was fantastic. All that I will say, favorite. all I will say is quack, quack, quack. Woo! <laughs> it was so good. Now, when I say I almost fell out of my chair during each person's in character rendition of quack, 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 it was so <laughs> dumb. It was so good. If someone they knew can just exactly take, what they were doing. If someone can just take that bit and send it to me so I can watch it on repeat, that's all I want. It was so funny. And then you get the regime going like higher and higher and higher. This was a setup for Precious to do brilliantly and she executed it so well. Those mouth expressions will forever be embedded in my mind for the rest and of the And the cross-eye thing. The cross-eye. Like, that's an exaggeration of the person, but it was funny. So good. I don't know how you can just move your face to do that, but brilliant. It really, actually, it really reminded me of um, Manila doing MacArthur's Park. Yep. That face. Didn't know how the heck. It must so be a Filipino good. thing. Must be. Um, I didn't get almost all the musical references, but this was excellent. I am so glad I experienced it. Oh, honestly, not disappointed. Um, if there ever was a moment of like, you know, if this person wins, what was the moment they won the season? This will be what when Precious won the season. 100%. Also, I need to know, why was the music that played after the musical, the old intro that went into Snatch Game? What is happening? Recycling. Also, Jiggly Not Standing was a serve. I bet you she recalled it was wearing a blanket. <laughs> she just was like, nah, not today. You can see the top half, bottom half, no. Literally. All right, category is Pearls of the Orient Sea. In honor of the runway, we will play I Kissed a Pearl or Good Pearl Gone Bad. Ooh, I love this. I'm saving something else for later. I bet everyone knows what it is. <laughs> Um, silhouette no designers listed uh, so we have the Sharon Stone illusion I get it it's in character all the pearls we see around her neck basic but then bam she reveals and bears all but it's a corset with pearls it was fine did I want a better shocking reveal yes but for silhouette to be showing this much skin that was a risk uh, yeah I like that she's changed obviously she's known as being very gothic very dark and everything like that this for me Firstly, when she came out of the runway, it reminded me of Chad Michael. Uh-huh. When Chad wore the like beehive moment and had the white shirt and then obviously the green skirt to it. I yep. think that was from... Was that what's that? Was I think it was All Stars. Yeah. So that was my immediate thought. I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. Um, but I liked the outfit. I thought it was simple. Yeah. Um, one thing that she did not do is she didn't, she didn't, she didn't, she didn't shave her nip. So there was, there was a, some, some hair poking out. <laughs> just, just saying. Not me. John says that he thought she was going to throw in accessories, and then he was shown an outfit that was literally elegant from head to toe, full of pearls. He liked her performance in the musical because she wasn't afraid to play somebody of a different age, as she was able to disappear but keep her. 
Helen Karen says light, she liked her transformation and she veered away from the witch gothic dark look to Asia's Queen of Songs and she bought it. She emulated Polita Corrales well the way she bent back. And Mama Pow says she was the perfect opening act of the OPM Rusical. This look, basic. I want more. Good Pearl Gone Bad. Good Pearl Gone Bad. It was just not enough. Exactly. Audience, 30%. I kissed a pearl. 70% good pearl gone bad. Next up, Brigadang. Look by Patrick Asarena. Hair by Wigaloo PH. Okay, so like the pearls on her body are sexy and I love the crown. But then you're like, oh, what's that shell? Wait, that seems like a... No, it can't be. She fucking blew up a pool floaty. Girl, this is Drag Race. She didn't do shit to this pool floaty. She got it on Amazon and called it a day. It's like Lazy Angel O'Hara in a fucking Ikea lampshade. But it's a huge serve. I don't care what anyone says about this outfit. This was amazing. As soon as I saw an inflatable on her back, I was like, I want to do this. This is so good. I love it. It's sparkly. It's so fantastic. So this is what you're going to be doing next year when you go to Mykonos for the white party. <laughs> this is this is going to be my outfit. Pearls and everything. There it is. Uh, it looked great. I mean, you can't deny it. She has an incredible beat um an incredible body this was beautiful what would have happened if she didn't have the pearl it probably still would have been beautiful uh but the, the shell was just like girl this the is shell super- made it um it's a i kissed a pearl i kissed a pearl i kissed many pearls audience 88 i kissed a pearl 12 percent good pearl gone bad next we have minty fresh look by job dakon hair by jess this is Hot Couture. I think the beating of the pearls is brilliant. I love how she has the cage to match the shoulders. It's really done well. I think blonde hair is a knockout on her because we haven't seen her in that color. If she didn't have the invisible strings and solely let the hips rest, I would have been okay with it also. I don't think she needed the, the little illusion to hold it up. I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. I yeah. loved that bit especially. I liked it because it made it more animatronic. And the thing that I really like about Minty is she really reminds me in the way that like her personality is. It reminds me of like Pearl when she first went on Drag Race. And it is that like sleepiness and I love it. Like she's got a grungy attitude with her, but the way that she just does her entire drag, the way that she presents herself is so elegant and so beautiful. I am a very, very big fan. Do you want to shoot her one day? Oh, a million percent. I want to shoot all of them. Maybe every maybe, single one of them. Maybe you'll get to. I kissed a pearl. Oh, I kissed a pearl. Audience, 91% I kissed a pearl, 9% good pearl gone bad. Exactly. Precious Paul and Nicole. Look by Napoleon Tobias. We love big old pearl. I think this felt like an aquatic goddess. The nude under the pearl was beautiful and how you do it. I love the intricacies of the neck piece. Very beautiful. The hair was a bit on the thirstier side, and I wish she had a different eye. The white eyes were not pearl-like. They just were scary. Um, also, she bowled her pearl. Like, what if she knocked out a light like Robbie Turner? <laughs> That's not ever. <laughs> I, I actually really didn't like this outfit that much. I thought it was just a bit... I, it just didn't flow for me. The Fair pearl much. looked kind of like a golf ball to me when I first saw it, so I was a bit confused. Um, and the pearls on the bottom of her little like strings at the very mm-hmm. end, they look like light bulbs to me. So I was kind of just a bit like, ah, okay. And that That's hair, fair. the hair, 
that needed so a real that oh that needed some water that was it that sure was did regine will start off and say she didn't like her regine psych she says she was laughing at herself when someone impersonates her she loved the nuances and the lipstick was perfect she says she owned her regine and didn't mind that she was there she loved the oracle styling mama pal will ask if she has anything to say to regine since she is standing in front of her Precious tells her that she has so much to thank her for as well as her being never stingy lending her songs. She appreciates her help. She makes all of them happy. And Jilly says it takes a lot of balls, a big one, to impersonate somebody in front of that person. She says she owned the stage and she says her presentation was opulent and still pearls. I'll give it a very soft I kissed a pearl. The audience, 65% I kissed a pearl, 35% good pearl gone bad. Interesting. Marina Summers, look by Keon Pasquale, hair by Abigail Montgomery. She's getting really lucky having the abilities to do all these aquatic looks. It's perfect for her brand. I love that she is really the first one to do color, but the fabric looks like it was pinned together and didn't flow like the waves she wanted it to be. But I am so happy that she did not do the wet hair look, but went with a slick back black with that six sexy little strand of hair coming down. The shoulder piece could have been cut because it did kind of look like a design challenge per, uh, shell, kind of like, you know, brigading. Yeah. I love, 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 love Marina Summers. I think she's so gorgeous on the runway. Her beat is flawless. Yeah. Um, I, I, I actually really liked the way that the fabric of the blues worked. I think when it was on the floor, it was really well put together because it did have a flowing effect to it. The pearls look absolutely amazing. I see what you mean about the shoulder piece now, looking at it, but I did like it. I thought it was a cute little part to it. The nude illusion. This is how you do a nude illusion. This yep. is spot on. So perfect. My only critique of this was I really wish that the actual nude illusion was longer. Yep. That is my only thing. Regine says she really loved the transformation from the Rusical to the runway. She says she was great, Sarah, and was pleased when she got to the runway as she was a model and embraced the pearls with a concept. Jiggly says out of all the girls, she was the only one that took a risk and used color in her presentation of pearls. She likes the hair, has fluidity, and makes it look wet, giving the feeling of the ocean. And Mama Pow says she wishes with her petiteness... That if she were going to wear a short dress, make it really short to balance out the proportions, or if she goes long, make it long, she says it was just a little off for her. And I agree. I think we're at the point now with Marina. Um, she's one of those that you just gotta nitpick everything because she is that good. Mm. It is a kiss it to is, It's a hundred percent a kiss to pearl. Hundred percent. Or eighty-three percent according to the audience, and seventeen percent good pearl gone bad. Hmm. Toting. Look by J.Lo Kanan, hair by J.D. Jossa. She looks like she's six years old or she's trying to be Queen Lizzie. Um, the white hair does nothing but age her next to her very matronly beat. The nude, it did not work. Like she desperately needed a beige panel inside like Precious did and it could have been salvageable. The shape of the garment was just not flattering on her whatsoever. No, the I think Jiggly was very correct in when she gave the critique. It was very, very intense critique, but like I kind of understand where she was coming from for it. Um, it was sad. I, I loved hearing. I think she looked absolutely like she's such an amazing and such a beautiful drag queen. Um, but I think the undergarment, if it was a full sort of like skin tone moment all the way through, so it literally almost looked fully nude underneath it, would have absolutely loved it. 
I don't think the gloves really did that much for it either. And the hair was just, it wasn't the one. White hair, not easy to do. No, because you're right, it does age. Silhouette. Khaled Karen says she could have leveled it up a little bit more. She says her gimmicks were good, but they could have been funnier. She says she was effective enough, but it was forgettable. She says her outfit looks like royalty with the headpiece and the details and the gloves. However, if you removed it all and all was left with the dress, she's a godmother at a wedding. Not a godmother. Jiggly will say that Tering says she is body positive, but her question for her is, does she think her dress shape is sexy? Jiggly says that she they have too much to make a very conscious decision on of how to dress that hugs the curves and accentuates what is their pluses rather than their negatives. She wishes she would have found a dress that hugs her and compliments her body. And she says the hair, the hair. Jiggly says she's the only plus girl in the competition. So the exceptions are just higher for her. She says all the big girls have to work harder than the skinny hoes. She says she is talented queen and doesn't want her to waste the opportunity. Before we move on from there, is that a fair critique? It's, mm, I think when you watch it, it's very, very intense. Like it was a moment where I kind of sat back and I was, it was a very long critique as well. It's one of those critiques that you almost hear that don't get aired. Yeah. Where it's like, it's so, it's quite intense. Like, oh, you didn't realize this was what was said. Um, I think it, it was quite sharp, but I've noticed that a lot of the critiques from this entire season are very sharp to the point like they do not beat around the bush. They go straight in and say everything they actually think about it. And this was a very big example of it. I think it's an important critique that I think needs to be looked into throughout the Drag Race franchise when it does come to critiquing and discussing big girls. Because, mm. yeah, there sh- it should be equal footing, but at the same time, there are certain things that big girls can and cannot do that the skinny hoes will be able to do. Exactly. I find that there are just a lot of times that there's an exception given to the big girl and, oh, you're a big girl, you, you tried hard, you're good enough. Like, that is how I feel like we're giving Jada Shada Hudson in the past all season long is you're a big girl, good for you, you tried to sew. That's not yeah. fair because Turing not going to get that same treatment. And then you have someone like, I know I'm going to be controversial here, you have someone like Eureka or Silky who get passes all the time for their shitty um, looks because they just don't know their proportions properly. It's going to be a discussion, and I'm glad this was had by someone who is, I think, formally a big girl because Jiggly has... Yeah, slim down and she is beautiful now and mm-hmm. she's happy now but inside she still feels like a big girl and I get that exactly. I understand that um, I think it was nice that it came from Jiggly above anyone else yeah because also the where it came from with her when she was saying it it came from a place of like I want you to do but like I want you to exceed like succeed in this I want you to excel but I don't think anyone's gonna tell you the truth so I'm gonna lay it out for you and be like this is just not it yeah so it's a really interesting discussion because, again, we also have discussions with the skinny girls. Oh, my God, you don't have to wear pads or boobs and free pass. It, it's hard. It's a really, really subjective conversation. And that's drag. Exactly. So Turing will say that she gave her everything, but then she was trying not to be disrespectful to Ati Shawi as it's her iconic look. She says she wants to show variety. She says she is very body positive, but she doesn't want to keep bearing skin every time on the runway. She doesn't want to be a one-trick pony and apologizes for disappointing her again. Jilly will say that she didn't disappoint her. She just has to be very critical of her because she's her big sister. 
Who else would give her the hard truth but her? She knows what she is capable of and she wants this and that she is an amazing performer. She wants her to give her that fight into the other things. She says she's focused on the performance, but the look is very important, which is fact. Good pearl gone bad. Good pearl gone bad. Audience, 30% I kissed a pearl, 70% good pearl gone bad. Moving on to Lady Morgana. No designers listed. Uh, is a bride too easy for a pearl runway? Yes. I wish she went further with this. The main aspect of pearl was the top and the neck piece. While it does go beyond a necklace, it's simply not enough. She created a character, but just felt crazy like her. This was a bit of a letdown for me. I think she panicked and the panic came through in the, the performance on the runway. It was kind of like, I really need to sell this. I really need to push myself on this. Um, and it was just a bit much. Yeah, the but... outfit as well, doing a, a bride with pearls. Yeah, I didn't like, I loved the idea of the necklace piece here, but what I really hated about it was the fact that obviously because it's all on string, it just kept slipping. It yeah. just looked messy towards the top of it. And also, in comparison, when you look at the other um, girls down the runway, there really isn't that much pearls here. It's true. It's pearls on a corset. It's, that's it. John says she's an example of Leia Salonga's physical characterizations are hard to spot and highlight. It was a hard and difficult challenge in that she prevailed over the challenge. If she can't get it with her hair or the costume, as if she had the option to do the Miss Saigon outfit, as it's another part of her. He says, sometimes a fantastic performance in a rusical can be offset by a runway challenge. He says it's great and beautiful, but they're looking for a superstar and they veered into off the rack. Um, I don't know how much money you can spend for that off the rack, but okay, fine. Now, as John is expressing to Morgana about how she could have torn the pearls, we're going to see Turing have a spell. Silhouette holds her up as it seemed she was about to faint. Was it the shoes? She was seeing black spots, so they take her off stage. And Regine will say it's because they've been standing up, which is fine, kind of funny because she has no idea how the show really operates. Um, girl, you think this is a long time? They've there are twelve-hour days, and once That's again, Mama Pow mentions the shoes. That's the official word of the series, right? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Not that. In confessional, Venus will say that Turing's blood pressure was normal and jokes that it was all for airtime. It's like, okay, you're going to be mad that that made it to air and you were forced to say that because it's a little disrespectful, but also funny. Yeah. And then Jones like, should I know? This is kind of funny, but all I was shit. Now the screen's going to say that Turing returned an hour later. Does that mean all judges judging stopped until she came back? I actually think, yeah, it did. Wow. God damn it, the overtime that this crew got there. They're like, yeah, faint more, please, people. Oh, the gods are like, oh, thank God, I can sit down for a second. And I think one of them was like, you give them all chairs. It's like, what, they bring chairs onto the main stage? I was waiting to see that. I was like, okay, where are the chairs then? Kelly Karen will say to Morgana that if she doesn't like, doesn't like her look, what are the other things, or doesn't look like her, what are the other things she can do? And says she can supplement with other elements like hair and makeup and costume, aka Kim from Miss Saigon or Full Mulan Fantasy. She says it would have been easier to go along with the character. In terms of the runway, she says it's one of her least favorites of the night. She understands that she wants to be a bride, but she wouldn't choose that dress for, as her bridal dress. And she only put the effort of the beads on her neck. Fair. Uh, what's your uh, bridal dress going to be when you get married? Not that, I'll tell you that. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I'm going to give it a good Pearl Gone Bad. Good Pearl Gone Bad, easily. Audience, you're very kind. 57% I kissed a Pearl. 43% good Pearl Gone Bad. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Venus Deluxe, look by Kenny Segovoya. Now, Venus is next doing Bridal, and Morgana just looked even worse now. This is Bridal Couture. Um, love the usage of pearls and how it's an incredibly sexy take on it. I will say, if you looked at her quickly, she kind of looks like Khloe Kardashian. Take that as you will. I, I loved this. The hair was Beyonce Lemonade. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. She also, I don't know why, but I honestly got Victoria's Secret like Angel walking down the runway. Of course, this yeah. is beautiful. Like she looks fantastic. Venus is so good at painting herself. She knows her features so well. Absolutely, everything looks amazing. And yeah. I loved, 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 loved just the small intricate details, like the little bit from the wrist to it. It matched mm-hmm. perfect to the headpiece. She looks fantastic. She's Absolutely great. amazing. Definitely the fan favorite of the season. Oh God, yeah! Come on, fan favorite. John likes the contradictions of East and West, Colonial and Pinoy, Harla and Saint, and the fun she had with Pearls. Pearls just want to have fun. He says the Pearl was a fringe, the Pearl was a tassel, and she looks great. As far as the Rusical, he says as someone who also panics when he needs to copy, what does he have to do to get people to know who she is in two, who he is in two seconds? He says he would have had a difficult time with Zaza because she's a chameleon, but she was possessed. He says Venus had her inside of her and Regine liked her mannerisms, but her back was turned, but could still feel her energy. I kissed a pearl. Great look. I kissed a pearl 100%. Audience, 88% I kissed a pearl, 12% good pearl gone bad. And finally, Evil Queen. Pearl necklace by Ornate Manila, tool trained by Jerome Capano, pearl by, pearl by uh, Mackie Cardog, and hair by Jonna Quinn. This is vintage Hollywood realness. I want the hat very much. It's a serve. I love the bodysuit and how she brought it the pearls throughout. It's very detailed. Plays off of masculinity and femininity. Love her in that honey blonde. Great color for her. I think she's absolutely amazing. Hair, beautiful. It was giving me a good like Madonna vibe. Yeah. It was really giving me like a really nice little Madonna vibe. Again, another queen who knows exactly how to paint her face. All of the girls are so talented when it comes to makeup this yeah. season. It's absolutely insane. They're so, like the blend is so soft. Everything matches. And just, again, the level of detail, fantastic. To the nail, the accessories, the hat. This also hugs her body beautifully. Yeah. This is also, this... for me, another good example of like, it's kind of got a wedding-esque vibe to it, but she's mixed the bride and groom in one. Absolutely. Um, very much like Merlin Dietrich also. Yes, exactly. That's where it's going. I kiss a pearl. I like this oh, one. I a kiss lot. a pearl. Audience, 87% I kiss a pearl, 13% good pearl gone bad. Now Mama Pal will decide to call forward Venus Deluxe. Tuning Lady Morgana Silhouette, Marina Summers, and Precious Paul Nicole as they are the tops and bottoms, leaving Minty Fresh, Brigadine, and Eva La Queen and Safe. Before the safe girls go backstage. Julie stops them. She's got something to say. She says that they are on episode four and that they are lucky that their outfits saved them. She tells Minty to wake the fuck up. Okay, hold up. Did Jiggly just slyly do a wake up pearl moment by telling Minty to wake up while she's wearing pearls? I mean, Boss I ass hilarious say, move. That was intense. I was like, oh, God, okay. She's um, really, like, they ain't playing around. 
No, but this was a great moment for the super fans to get a good chuckle in for the reference. Mm-hmm. Um, how Jiggly was able to do with a straight face and not laugh that she was basically being RuPaul to Pearl. She's really taking this judge seriously. Very, very funny. And if Jiggly didn't realize she was making a season seven reference, Jiggly, it's time to go back and watch season seven. Would she have really watched season seven, though? No. Listen, there are some contestants from season seven that I'm very excited that may or may not be on our TV screens again. I just hope they get the respect they deserve this fucking time. We shall see. It's always, it's always time for a cocktail. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, Callan Karen tells Brigadine that she is a drag queen she looks up to and that they all know that she's one of the most popular girls outside the competition, but she's always safe and safe is a dangerous place. Mama Pal will throw some shade as she says they know how much she can reveal as she was able to blow up her shell. Deceased. And then Mama Pal has one thing to say to Evil Queen. Take a shot! Go on, head backstage. I was like, bitch thought she was in trouble with the principal and said she's just instructed to get lit. I live. I'm not me. You don't have to tell me twice. Um, yeah, I thought this was really interesting. I'm not sure if this was set up, if this was a, like, soak the fear of god in them um or like it was interesting to have like a critique for minty a critique for brigading and, and even be like ah oh, you're fine i think you. it was great i think it was great tv as well because usually when something like that happens all how's their break loose or it's a sudden twist literally all right mama pow has made some decisions presses paula nicole shocker is the winner of the episode um she wins a cash tip of eighty thousand pesos Venus Deluxe, Maria Sunners, and Silverwater Safe with Tottering and Lady Morgana as the bottom two. Do you agree? For the runway presentation as well, yes. I think what was interesting this week is usually we have a split of 3-3 where there's three tops, three bottoms. This was a four top, two bottom. Yeah. To be fair, I think because this in particular, it was hard to kind of be like, it was again a nitpicking situation. It was so hard to kind of break down who actually did that bad in this episode. Yeah. The runways were great for a few. Um, I also like. I think obviously Prasha doing her actual performance is amazing, but like, wasn't the best on the runway. No, it's true. The lip sync song is "Shine" by Regine Velasquez herself. Now. The song starts, Morgana's going to play that air flute, does a rig reveal, and I was like, she won. It's over. She doesn't need to do anything else. Mm. Um, this song was very much 90s light FM music. Like, this was Mariah. This is Whitney. Like, that's why I think she's that level of um, yeah. performer. The song has a power to it that Turing tried to embody as she, like, disrobed, but Morgana just had the edge and the humor. And then the second wig reveal. Bitch was ready. Even had flowers to toss in the air. They love a good flower confetti moment is what I'm really gathering. Poor PA who has to sweep that up afterwards. <laughs> um, this was a really, really pretty song. And I encourage anyone who listens to it now do a drinking game. Drink anytime Regine says the word shine. Jesus Christ, Lord have mercy on my letters. Lady Morgana gets a sleigh another day as Turing is eliminated. Do you agree? Um, I actually, I think when I, I, I disagree to that. I thought Turing should have won it. I thought she put her heart and her soul 
into that performance. As soon as she took the wig off, let her natural hair down, I was like, oh, you've just sold this for me. So I was, I was a bit shocked. I think no matter what, Lady Morgana's time is near. Yeah. She's been in the bottom a lot, and no one else has that week of a track record right now. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this cast is stacked with stars. Um, so you really, yeah, really, really have to go into the nitpicky world. They're picking at straws right now, and I think the girl should be scared. And I think that's why Jiggly was like, wake up. Yeah. Safe is not good. Turing will say that she tells the girls that just because you have a bad day doesn't mean you have bad drag. She says she just had a bad day. She thanks them for giving them an opportunity to be a chubby little gay guy. Jiggly is sobbing, and she tells her through her tears that she didn't disappoint her. She's going to get a group hug from the queens, and it's time for Turing to do her exit line. And she says... You just had a bad drag. Doesn't mean you have a bad what? And they all tentatively say bad day. And she's like, wait, reverse it. That was very funny. I like that. That was, a, that was a, I think, oh, that was such a nice, like, farewell. It was, it was emotional. It was a real tearjerker. Like, I think that's going to be one that everyone will remember easily mm-hmm. from this season. Like, Absolutely. it was so beautiful. And you could tell, like, how much Jiggly cares about her from her reaction, which is, again, something really sweet to see. It's safe to say Turing is Miss Congeniality, yes? 100%. Yeah. So, Untucked. We're not going to go through everything um, because it was not as impactful and important as last week and Silhouette's Breakdown. This week, um, we will learn a little bit about Brigadine's family relations, uh, because we got a video finally. We saw a little video. Um, we learned a little bit about Lady Morgana's family situation where she broke down when seeing uh, her video. Mm-hmm. Um, we will learn that Taring was told by Venus not to wear the bathing suit. She was warned. I mean, could that have saved her? Trying to help. Could have saved her. Could have saved and the wig. The wig and the swimsuit. Then we're good. But we're going to talk about one thing right now. About I think this is a first. This is the first time we have seen the queens on screen in Untucked eating. They had a full plate of chicken wings. I was literally like, they get given food? But not like, oh, this is delicate food you can eat. Chicken wings. It was on Eva's face. (laughs) I was just watching them with the bones in their hand. I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, watch. And and, and Venus was the worst. She's like chowing down and have no shame that there was a camera on you eating a chicken wing. Like, there's a reason why that show, like Hot Wings or whatever, hot stuff is a funny show because it's celebrities eating chicken wings. And it's funny because they're the most disgusting thing to eat and watch someone eat. And we're watching they're all wearing, wa- and they're all wearing white. white pearls. Oh Insane. my god. This was crazy. And then fucking Tarang is like, I'm going to take a chicken wing to go. And does her final exit with chicken wing in hand. I love that. I absolutely love it. I, I, I can't say who, um, but I did have um, a, a, a future rue girl um look at my story uh, during uh that thing and i was like i wanted to message her and be like did you get food did they get serve you food but uh, we'll find out one day um come on season 15 um chicken wings do you like chicken wings 
Uh, I'm vegetarian now, but I will break it at least once a month because <laughs> I cannot. Say oh, you can have vegetarian chicken. Uh, chicken wings. Yeah, they they have those. True, but does it slap the same? Does it slap the same? It's true. It's true. Um, I I am going to make a um reveal here. I don't eat food off the bones. I I had a, a, a when I was younger, I accidentally swallowed a bone, so. Ribs can't do. I can't do chicken wings, but boneless wings. That's actually um, my yeah. shit. That's my jam. Yeah. Um, that's very, very fast. Love it. But uh, chicken wings. I Not like what's a the best one of the US board. Though? What's the best like chicken of the US though? Takeout. Where? Because oh. you've got way more than we do. I know. I will always say if the best chicken is going to be from Popeye's. Oh yeah, it's Popeyes. I had a feeling it was going to be that. I've always heard people say that it's Popeyes. It is Popeyes. There's, it's just because it has a little more spices. It's New Orleans based, where Kentucky uh, Fried yeah. Chicken is a little more bland. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. What's yeah. the worst? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the worst in America is because there there are some really bad ones. Um, what where where do you get fried chicken in the UK? we're basic it's literally like kfc is honestly it yeah we really don't have the option we really don't well if i do end up coming to the uk in january i'll have to have not kfc we'll go we'll go to kfc (laughs) um fingers crossed people there's we're still waiting there's still a chance we might be able to get to dragcon uk are you gonna go it'll be good yes I will be assisting Dink Monsoon. That's exciting. Okay, okay. Well, there, there. That, that's good because I was gonna see if I can get a, a press pass for you, but you're gonna be there anyway, so that's fine. I'll be there. <laughs> um, very, very, very exciting. Let's end this podcast with some burning questions. Are you ready? Go for it. What is Turing's legacy? Oh, I think it's her dancing. I really do. I think it's 100% her dancing. I think she's an incredible dancer. And for a big girl to do dancing like she can, absolutely mm-hmm. love it. I mean, boom, Turing. It's how, we're going to remember that forever. Honestly. All right. We have an acting challenge next week in the Miss Bitchy Queen Beauty Pageant. I feel like you would win that. <sighs> what are you trying to imply? Valid, though. Valid. <laughs> um, who do you think is going to do well? And poor Corazon not going to do this challenge. I think it's going to, I honestly think it's going to be between Marina and Eva. I can, I can just see, see them. I can see them being really good at this. I think, I think Minty might be in the bottom, which is my fear because it's an and the energy won't be there, which will make me very sad. Now, I mean, we have had a pageant challenge before in Canada's Drag Race season one which is to some one considered one of the best challenges of the season. So I'm excited. I love when you, you take something that's already drag and make it even draggier. Make it count. All right. After four episodes, the winner of the season is. Oh, I don't even know if I can answer that yet. I want it to be. Oh, that's so hard. 
I, ooh, it changes. It's really hard. It's changing per episode. This episode, I think it probably would be, ah, that's so hard. Okay, I think for this episode and from what I've been watching, I really, really, really like her. And I think a drag is fantastic. For me, it's Marina. I really like Marina. I could see Marina being there. I've really liked Eva, but I feel like based on what they did with this episode, it was very heavy handed. and I'm not mad at it. Yeah. If you're looking for someone to represent your franchise, Precious Paul and Nicole is it. If, yeah. if impersonation is so important to the Filipino drag culture, she's the one. I think if it continues going in a way that it did for this episode, if they do it again, we'll see. I'm not mad at it either because she's very talented and she's no. fun. She's got personality. She does. Oh, Maddie, where can we find you on social media, any payment platforms and any projects you want to plug? You can always find me on Instagram at Matty underscore Parks and you can find my work at MTY Parks on Instagram as well. And projects, well, we have just been announced the UK season four. So we'll see soon in upcoming episodes. Well, I mean, we we had a um, representation of Maddie from... Kitty Scott Claus. We've had Cheryl Hole. I wonder who we're adding to the repertoire. Can't wait for my other sisters to suddenly appear. I'm so excited. Um, obviously, no, maybe, maybe a gal's allowed, maybe not a gal's allowed. We don't know the cast yet, so who knows? We'll, we'll see if we'll you're find out soon. the trend. Maddie, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. And I know you're going to be back for UK. Oh, cannot wait. Thank you for having me back again. A huge thanks to Maddie for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at feedingthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.